This is Becoming Useful to God with Dr. James Spencer. I'm Richard Beatty. Dwight Moody once said, it's not a long life of usefulness that makes men and women acceptable to God. We must work for Christ and we get salvation as a gift and then begin to work because we cannot help it. James, how do we begin to work because we cannot help it? First, we need to identify activities that hinder us from following Christ. Many activities encourage us to live according to stories that distort or deny God. Setting those activities aside provides us with a space for practices that reflect our conviction that God can do abundantly more than we can ask or think. And second, we need to replace hindrances with helps. We cultivate an awareness of God's active presence by consistently engaging in small, everyday acts of obedience. And as we obey, we will find it more and more natural to do the work of God and so become more useful to Him. Visit usefultogod.org. Welcome to Becoming Useful to God with Dr. James Spencer. I'm Richard Beatty. James, in your book titled Christian Resistance, you suggest when God is not at the forefront of our vision, we will find it more difficult to engage in an obedient resistance. What can we do to keep God in the forefront of our vision? Well, consider the person described in Psalm 1, who does not choose the path of those who oppose God, but delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it day and night. Instead of adopting the ways of the world, we are to find joy in the Lord's wisdom. We are to be so enamored with God's instruction that we are only willing to live according to God's way. To keep God at the forefront of our vision requires that we know his word and do his word. We have to set aside our own wit and wisdom and embrace God's wisdom if we desire to be useful to him. Find out how you can become more useful to God. Visit usefultogod.org. This is Becoming Useful to God with Dr. James Spencer. I'm Richard Beatty. James Dwight Moody once said, the trouble nowadays is that it doesn't mean anything to some people to be a Christian. Do you think we have the same problem today? If so, how do we fix it? I think the church has always struggled with that problem, particularly when being Christian offers some positive social benefits as it has through much of our nation's history, so that we begin to settle for wholesomeness when only holiness will do. We trade being conformed to Christ's image for being comfortable in the world. We address that problem through discipleship. Each of us needs to be continually learning to observe Christ's instruction. We need to imitate Christ so that his desires become our desires. To be useful to God, we can't be comfortable when we are not being conformed. To be useful, we need to take up the mission of Christ that he has given us to be and make disciples. Find out how you can become more useful to God. Visit usefultogod.org. This is Becoming Useful to God with Dr. James Spencer. I'm Richard Beatty. James, in your new book, Christian Resistance, you talk about the importance of imitation, specifically of imitating Christ. Yeah. In Christ's resurrection, ascension, and glorification, God legitimizes or agrees with all Jesus did and taught. The way Jesus lived resulted in Christ exaltation. When we imitate Christ, we seek to adopt the patterns of his life. We seek to desire what he desired so that our interactions with God, others, and creation resemble those of Christ. And imitating Christ is a matter of discipleship. We learn to observe all Christ commanded by taking small steps of obedience so we can more easily recognize God as the most relevant actor and factor in any situation. If we want to be useful to God, we must learn to imitate Christ who, despite the imminent pain of crucifixion, did not desire that his will be done, 
but the will of the Father. Welcome to Becoming Useful to God with Dr. James Spencer. I'm Richard Beatty. James, as we've talked together, it seems that one of your favorite passages is Malachi 3.10. Why is that? And how does that passage apply to the church today? Well, Malachi 3, God tells the Israelites that by withholding their offerings, they are stealing from him. The Israelites have a food shortage problem, and they seek to solve that problem by storing food rather than by trusting God. So their solution pushes God to the margins of their lot. God challenges Israel to test him by bringing the full tithe into the storehouse. He challenges them to abandon their current practice and to adopt an approach that privileges obedience. Trusting God is not one viable option among many, but the option we must choose before all others. For the church to be useful to God in this age or any other, we have to test God by obeying him, even when obedience doesn't seem to make sense. Find out how you can become more useful to God. Visit usefultogod.org. Hello, I'm Richard Beatty. Today I'm Becoming Useful to God with Dr. James Spencer. I'm asking how God's people can learn to develop a sense of God's active presence. Developing a sense of God's active presence may seem daunting, especially if you don't have the luxury of studying God's Word for a living. However, most of us have discretionary time that we could use to deepen our faith. The first step in developing a sense of God's active presence is to consider how you are giving your attention away to those who have no interest in seeing you become a more faithful follower of Jesus. The second step is to begin finding ways to give God your attention by becoming doers of his word. If we want to be useful to God, we need to take the next step of faithfulness, whatever it might be and whether it is small or large, so that we orient ourselves to the world so as to reflect our conviction that God exists. Find out how you can become more useful to God. Visit usefultogod.org. Welcome to Becoming Useful to God with Dr. James Spencer. I'm Richard Beatty. James, what is the fear of the Lord and how does it relate to the love of the Lord? First, there's certainly a difference between love and fear. Love speaks to full devotion. All we are and have is dedicated to the Lord without remainder or regret. Loving God is the greatest commandment. The fear of the Lord may be described as a disposition that allows us to recognize God's presence and to respond first and foremost to him, regardless of the situations or people we encounter. This disposition is forged as we live according to biblical patterns alongside other members of Christ's body. To be useful to God, we must learn to fear and love God. We love by committing to devote all we are and have to the Lord. We fear by learning to respond faithfully to him as members of his church. Find out how you can become more useful to God and download a free guide titled Discipleship Against Fear by visiting usefultogod.org. This is Becoming Useful to God with Dr. James Spencer. I'm Richard Beatty. James, if you had to identify the biggest challenge facing the church today, what would it be? Well, I normally say distraction. In Luke 9, Jesus says, quote, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. And if we are going to follow Jesus, we can't continue to look back on the life we have left behind. Palestine's rugged terrain required focus to avoid mistakes while preparing the fields for use. In a similar manner, we as Christians must seek to fix our eyes on Jesus so that we complete faithfully the work he has left us to do. It will be difficult for us to be useful to God if we content ourselves with being distracted Christians. To be useful, we must focus on making disciples because Christians are the only people in this world who can proclaim the gospel in word and deed. Find out how you can become more useful to God by visiting 
visiting UsefulToGod.org. Welcome to Becoming Useful to God with Dr. James Spencer. I'm Richard Beatty. James D.L. Moody once said, God does not use men in captivity. What did he mean by that? Dwight Moody often expressed the concern that significant number of Christians were saved but not useful. To illustrate what he means by captivity, he points to Lazarus who, after Jesus resurrects him, comes out of his tomb with his feet and hands bound. In that moment, Lazarus is alive but not particularly useful. Moody believed that many Christians are similarly bound. They are alive, but the criticisms of others, social pressures, apathy, or an unwillingness to pray for the power to do God's work holds them back from being useful. If we want to be useful to God, we need to cultivate a desire not to avoid suffering by shirking our responsibility to proclaim the gospel in word and deed, but to find joy in the trials we face, knowing that they will strengthen our faith. Find out how you can become more useful to God by visiting usefultogod.org. This is Becoming Useful to God with Dr. James Spencer. I'm Richard Beatty. James, what is your favorite D.L. Moody quote, and what does it say about being useful to God? Yeah, Moody once said, During the years that I have been privileged to labor for God, I have strongly and increasingly felt that the task of arousing Christians to a deeper sense of their responsibility is even a more important task than that of the simple evangelist. And by any measure, Dwight Moody is one of the greatest evangelists of all time. Yet he realized that this contribution, as impressive as it was, paled in comparison to what the whole church could do together. By pointing to the task of arousing Christians to their responsibility, Moody highlights the possibilities available when all of God's people go and make disciples. If we want to be useful to God, we need to commit to discipleship so that we are prepared to carry out our responsibility of proclaiming the gospel to a broken world. Find out how you can become more useful to God by visiting usefultogod.org.